Hi everyone, this is Cassandra. Welcome, welcome. Well, today I'm going to be talking about how sometimes people will face some major challenges when they are contemplating detachment from narcissist relationships. Okay, so some people may feel like they have been on this for a long time, right? They've been on this ride for a long time. They have been contemplating forgiveness. They have been dealing with their fears. They have been dealing with a lot of things, whereas it pertains to narcissist relationships, right? Some people may think that it's hard to escape or get away from the grip of narcissists in their own life. Okay, so really today I'm going to be talking about that detachment phase or a detachment aspect, right, of those challenges of overcoming narcissist relationships. It is definitely a challenge when one thinks about having a narcissist relationship, right, it's a dysfunctional relationship. But it's amazing how easy it is to overlook that reality. Okay, so it, it's very easy to overlook it, especially when you start to distance yourself from those relationships or detach from those relationships. But what happens before you choose to detach from the narcissist relationship? Should you choose to detach from it? Well, you have to think about, I mean, you don't have to, but it really will help you to gain clarity. First of all, by asking critical questions but of course that will that will also mean you have to think about certain things okay such as what did you actually experience in the narcissist relationship what did you experience because sometimes see it's easy to get into who was there who did what but what may be a little bit more challenging is to really think about what you actually experienced because then that means you have to set your ego aside a little bit or perhaps get out of your feelings. These things are not easy, especially when we're talking about narcissist relationships that may include those that are closest to us or people that we once thought we can trust, but then our trust was violated. Okay, so these things can be complicated. But when you start to think about or consider the ordeal of having a narcissist relationship, then you perhaps can start to not beat yourself up so much. Show yourself a little bit more love because certain people that were involved in a narcissist relationship, they didn't show you much love. Or from your perspective, they you didn't get a lot of love. You didn't get the support. You didn't get what you needed. Or perhaps you didn't get what you wanted. But when a person starts to face the challenges, this is one of the things that it does. It can help to build character. Okay, so when you start to challenge yourself to make decisions that will bring about necessary change, see, then you're a catalyst of a much needed change. And I think that's something to celebrate. But here's what else that happens. So this is another thing that happens. When you start to challenge yourself to make choices that bring about necessary change, it builds character. So when you start to face challenges, it helps you to build character. Right? 
So when you start to face the challenges, okay, because you're challenging yourself to make choices that bring about necessary change, it can also help you to grow. So I don't know about you guys, but that's something to celebrate. The last thing the narcissist is going to do is to tell you something about yourself, whereas you feel good about yourself. See, they do, they tend to do the opposite. Narcissistic personality tends to love <laughs> company, right? When they, especially, what do they say? Misery loves company. So narcissists, they often like to have, for instance, a network of third-party situations. They can't just do one. See, the more the merrier. But in the case of a narcissist, see, the more miserable the merrier. Now, I know that sounds like an oxymoron. How can you be happy in misery? Well, a narcissist often likes to share or spread the misery. So the more, the merrier to a narcissist. Yeah, this is the dark side of it. There's just a twisted way of looking at it. But then after all, we are talking about a narcissist, right? <laughs> so when you're starting to face challenges, it's going to help you build character. And when you start challenging yourself to make choices, right, to make decisions that will bring about necessary change, you are also growing. Narcissists tend to be under arrested development. So when you start to learn how to detach from the narcissist relationship, it's very powerful. You may be contemplating on giving the narcissist another chance. Okay, that's, that's a huge one for people contemplating, as I stated earlier, forgiveness. But then you're going to have to look at your fears. What do you fear? What's really bothering you about the narcissist, perhaps even the narcissist relationship? It's about time to really get down to the nitty gritty of it all, to really look at the root cause of having the relationship in the first place. And some may be thinking, well, if it's family, how are you going to do that? That's It's even more important to do that if it was family. Get down to the root. Because when you uproot, then nothing else is going to grow in its place. Just think of a garden. Once you pull up the root, what's going to grow in its place? Absolutely nothing. It needs to have a root. In order for anything to grow, it must have the root. So this is often why people get back into uh, narcissist relationships after they have gotten out of one because they didn't go to the root cause of having the relationship in the first place. Even again, if it started in their childhood, even if it's family, this is not everybody's case though. But even then, it is even more imperative to look at the root cause and then muster up the courage or build up the confidence or self-esteem, right? Raise the self-esteem to uproot it because it's going to take that and then some, especially if you're talking about family. When you look at a tree, you have the roots in the ground and you have the trunk and then you have the branches that spread out. So when you look at each branch, for instance, that's a part of that tree, this is how I challenge one to look at one's family if they had a narcissist in the family, if they experienced narcissism in their family. That's a better way to put it, okay? 
because they may have a hard time detaching because they don't want to disrespect their family or their le- or their, their, their family lineage or history. Well, I say you don't have to disrespect your, your entire family in order to detach from the dysfunction of the family. See how it's, it's, it's very delicate. It's a delicate situation. One has to almost be like a scientist with the precision of detaching from narcissism or narcissist relationships, especially when it pertains to those that they love and care about, such as family, or maybe a best friend or a lover or a spouse. It is very, very challenging. Whereas it pertains to detaching or valuing the detachment. But anyway, when you look at the tree, right? You see the branches, you see the trunk and you see the branches, but you don't see the root necessarily, but the roots are there. So when you are facing the challenge of detachment, see, you're not detaching like you're separating. You're saying, well, oh, forget my family, for instance. This is just an example. You are recognizing, you're not internalizing the the dysfunction anymore. See, a person can be groomed to internalize the dysfunction of their family, such as in the case of a scapegoat. I don't want to get too far ahead, but those who have been tagged as scapegoat or black sheeps in their family really know what I'm talking about here. You've been groomed or perhaps primed to internalize the dysfunction of your family. So when you become a person who recognizes this instead of internalizing it, you're already undergoing change. See, you're already accepting that you're changing. You're already you're already growing, okay? You're already facing challenges. It's, it's difficult, okay? It, but, but you're still moving. You're still thriving because you're open to learning. It's uncomfortable, but instead of internalizing the dysfunction of your family, which may have a few narcissists there, or a few family members who have narcissistic personality or cluster B personalities, such as antisocial, okay, histrionic, borderline, and narcissistic, okay, or narcissistic. But some of you may have been dealing with that. But the bottom line is this when you start to choose to recognize instead of internalize, it's a it's a breakthrough. It can feel uncomfortable though. So this is a part of dealing with detachment from narcissism relationships it's not going to be very comfortable some people think that it's it's just easy once you make that decision it's going to be easy peasy (laughs) no sometimes that's where some of the real challenges begin once a person starts to make that decision once they make the decision that they're going to for instance uh instead of participating in dysfunctional family they're going to go ahead and distance themselves or they're going to go no contact from the dysfunctional family especially as an adult this is something that is quite normal it's quite natural to do you're an adult now you don't necessarily have to be you don't have to live with that family but this is still your family you're considering the roots you're considering the family legacy the family tree the the family history you can actually respect you put you put respect on it by not 
being a part of the dysfunction. See how delicate that is? It's quite, it takes some precision to be able to dissect that and detach and to do what it takes to maintain your overall well-being while not disrespecting anyone in your dysfunctional family that may have a few narcissists in it or traces of narcissism. Okay, uh, it, it is very difficult, challenging to do this, but not impossible. So when a person <clears throat> chooses to uh, recognize or identify the dysfunction, then they can begin to heal. They can begin to grow. They can begin to uh, choose to exist in the world the way they want to. This is not necessarily separation, like in a negative way. They're not shunning their family. They're not demonizing their family that they grew up in. No, they're recognizing the good and the bad, the ups and the downs. And perhaps they're cherishing or you are cherishing your family overall. But I say one of the best ways to put respect and love on your family is to not be a part of the dysfunction. In other words, you're, 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 you're doing something that's a step above, right? You're representing health. You're not a part of the problem. Now, at the same time, you're not putting anybody else down. You're not demonizing anyone else. You're making a different choice. That's it. Okay. So when a person is contemplating giving the narcissist another chance, See, this is also challenging because we're talking about emotions, emotional investment. We're talking about spirituality. Well, not spirituality. We're talking about the spirit, the essence of a person merging with another person, right? And then finding out how to exist on the planet, right? With that sense of separateness, Instead of saying, well, it's you against me. But because that's not the case. Some people, they like to use the biblical reference. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spirit, principalities, and things of this sort. Okay? So it can be viewed that way as well. So when you are giving the narcissist another chance, or you're contemplating giving them another chance, there's a few things to consider. I mentioned critical questions, okay? Certain things you're going to have to consider. Two critical questions. Critical question number one. What do you think you need from the narcissist? And, and I'm, I'm including whatever you, I don't know what your situation is, but I'm including family, friends, uh, lovers, uh, spouses, exes, wh whomever, whomever it is that you say are, in your life or they were in your life and you have found out that they have narcissistic traits or narcissistic personality <clears throat> or they may be they may be a cluster B personality or have a cluster B personality but think about this consider this critical question what do you think you need from him or her second critical question what do you want from him or her right now today Keep it in the present. Don't go, and I challenge you, don't go back in the past. 
with this one. Some people may experience uh, nostalgia. Okay, that's that's quite um, natural, especially when you start thinking about the up. Okay, the the times that you actually had a great time with the narcissist. So try not to get caught up in that though. Two critical questions again. Those two will help you to gain clarity. Okay, and and only you can answer these questions. So when you're contemplating on giving the narcissist another chance or giving them a, a or rekindling a relationship with him or her, I'm challenging you to ask yourself those two critical questions. I think you're going to be glad that you answered them because it's going to help you to gain clarity. What do you think you need from him or her? What do you actually want from him or her at this time? Okay, very powerful. So there are other things to consider. Narcissists, they often disrespect personal boundaries. Okay, they often, how do they do this? Or by, by way of what? Your, your car, your home, your, what do you, you know, your values, your principles. What do you find sacred? Your time, your character. Narcissists tend to, you know, <laughs> disrespect these things. And of course, this is part of their grooming process. Or this is how they can prime a person. Prime them for what? Groom them for what? To be a source supply. Or to supply him or her. It, it goes back to the narcissist being supplied. So whenever they disrespect or disregard your values, your principles, what you may find sacred, your time, your characteristics, your home, your car, anything, your essence, your feelings. I'm not saying that they must babysit you, but here's the thing. Narcissist, I want really the big picture I want you guys to get is how narcissists totally disregard the person altogether. Yet they want the source supply from him or her. And unfortunately, sometimes they get it. So the narcissist's motto may go something like this. Give the least to get the most. That may be one of their mottos. But when you think about how narcissism or pardon me, how narcissist relationships often pan out and play out, you see that dynamic. How narcissists give the least, but they get the most. So if you're contemplating giving them another chance, what you're also doing, now I'm not scolding, I'm not putting down and I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm speaking from experience. This is the other thing that's happening that may not be so apparent. And that is when you're contemplating giving the narcissist another chance, the possibility of opening yourself back up to experiences that are painful are there as well. This, this can happen. It's a possibility that they may treat you the same or worse. And some people may, you know, again, they're, they're contemplating this. So they're not right. They're not wrong. Everyone has the right to make choices. Like, okay, do you give them another chance? Do you not? Do you forgive and choose not to give them another chance? 
that's that's possible a lot of people actually do that they go that direction they forgive yet they don't give the narcissist another chance they don't give the narcissist place in their life again because they remember what they went through before remember at the top i talked about the ordeal that you probably should consider when you're contemplating the detachment from the relationship in the first place there are certain things you must consider like what the heck did you really go through what, what did you go through right what was it how did you feel what do you think about it all these things are very important it may sound overwhelming it may sound a lot but really when you boil down right to it what are you doing you are getting down to the nitty-gritty of it i'm pretty certain you've heard that expression getting down to the nitty-gritty of it but that, that's all you're doing it takes a few details it takes a few steps and sometimes it can be in a wash rinse and repeat fashion some steps you have to repeat some steps you're going to have to it will only take one time and, and that you know you're done with that but getting down to the nitty-gritty again is finding the root cause Okay, finding the root cause of having the relationship in the first place and then uprooting it, choosing whether or not you want to uproot it. All of this correlates the detachment, finding value in detachment from narcissistic relationships. It all correlates the two critical questions. What do you want from the narcissist right now? If anything, it may be several people right now that you're, okay, contemplating, giving them another chance. What do you want from them right now? What is it that you think you need from them right now? Yeah, it's it's all it's all it all correlates. So when a person is being primed, what's happening? The narcissist is priming, they're grooming them. The narcissist is exposing a person to something that probably will influence their source's behavior later. Most of the time, people are unaware when a narcissist is actually grooming him or her. This goes double if it's a child being groomed or primed for source. Okay, the narcissist will grind, you know, they will, they will <clears throat> prime, pardon me, they will prime children, especially when you're talking about a family situation. And this is this this person who has narcissist personality may be a grandparent, may be a parent. Okay, so this is something to, to be cognizant of, especially if you're contemplating giving the narcissist another chance. And why do I say that? Because again, you, you have to look at what you actually experienced. What effect did it have on you to be exposed to narcissism in your family, if this is the situation? Okay, so, you know, your knowledge of what it means to detach without disconnecting from yourself is one of the major advantages that you will have over the narcissist. Don't ever forget that. So there's, so I say that because this is one of the revelations that I had. What good was it going to do myself, right? I, I contemplated this years ago. What good was it going to do me, right, to detach from the narcissist relationship, but yet I'm losing myself? 
no good, right? <laughs> that would have been an L for me. So your knowledge of what it means to detach from the narcissist relationship without disconnecting or losing yourself is powerful. It's a major advantage over the narcissist or if there are several narcissists that you have been dealing with for a while. It's a checkmate, not a stalemate. The narcissist wants you to think it's going to be a stalemate because they want you to think that you need them from the validation to the apology to why they did what they did. See? So one of the critical questions that will gain that will help you to gain clarity again is what do you think you need from them? The validation? The apology? Do you really need that? No. More than likely you want it. So it goes to the second critical question again. What do you want from them? Do you still want the validation? Don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself harshly. Do you still want love, respect? Do you want them to see you in a better light? When we look at ourselves through the eyes of a narcissist, it's already an L. Not for them. Because, see, they want you to look at yourself through their eyes. So, you know, balance what you think with what you feel, right? By becoming aware of your emotions, which are your energy in motion, and your ability to critically think about your experiences in the narcissist-codependent relationship. Okay, this keeps you connected with higher self, making it clear whether or not it's best to detach from who or what does not help you to grow or elevate to the next level. Narcissists don't want you to get to the next level. Okay? And you know, the cluster, some cluster personality types in your life, more than likely, you know, they didn't stop to concern themselves with your condition, your, your circumstances, your issues, your feelings, your thoughts, your overall well-being prior to choosing to engage in diabolical actions or pulling shenanigans. All for what? In order to obtain source supply. Right? It goes back to the narcissist. Narcissist is going to look out after themselves. So another critical question is, what are you doing when it comes to you? Are you looking after self? Narcissist doesn't want you to. So when one is contemplating giving the narcissist another chance, all of these things come into effect. Okay, so, you know, therefore, you know, you are not responsible for the narcissist's emotional well-being. Okay, but when it comes down to your children, this is the exception to the rule, of course. Of course, you're looking out after them, but I'm not going to get too far into that. The pain of narcissists is none of your business. Don't claim what doesn't belong to you. It's a hard habit to break, but necessary in order to break free from the narcissist relationship. Some of it can be subtle signs of codependency in narcissist relationships, which is another reason why people just struggle so much with detachment from the narcissist relationship. You've been fixing and rescuing and all these things for a long time. That was part of the grooming. That was part of the priming. Because you were being exposed to something that influenced your behavior later on. And more than likely, you you weren't aware of it. A lot of us are not aware of it. So by taking the steps to discipline yourself, 
enough to challenge yourself with critical questions, yeah, this is going to provide you with enough clarity to know when and how to detach from the relationship without losing yourself. And, and why detach from the relationship? Because more than likely, narcissist relationships do not align with the purpose of why you exist. Growing will be challenging, okay? Simply due to your willingness or unwillingness to ask critical questions, such as the ones that I shared with you guys. So growing is possible, but you must challenge yourself, okay? To make choices that will bring about necessary change. Be the catalyst, accept that you are the catalyst of much needed change. Okay, you know, narcissists, they tend to only look out for self. Perhaps you had a narcissist uh, in your, 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 your family growing up. Therefore, you may have been exposed to a hive mind, which is a group think, agreeing with the group decision, with, you know, when you're not making your own decisions. Perhaps a cave mentality in a narcissist uh, relationship or in the dysfunctional family with a narcissist in it. This is the cave syndrome thing. Fear of change, being comfortable with the conditions, even though they may be not good for you in the long run. Herd mentality is something like a half mentality. It's like a group thing, okay? But the group is isolated and a person can be punished for looking out after self. This is often why narcissists don't like anyone being different in the family. And this is sometimes why a scapegoat is chosen. It's not always consciously chosen, but a child can be chosen to be scapegoat because of this fear from a narcissist parent. 